0: Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June 2024. Good luck.
1: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader.
1: We've got to keep looking at the data. We've got to keep looking at the rates of infection. Don't forget, they're still very high, so we've got to be very uh, prudent. And what we want to see is progress that is cautious but irreversible.
2: So that's how the UK is going to ease out of lockdown, slowly. The Prime Minister thinks that's what the public wants. But there are quite a few of his own MPs who want it done faster. One, Steve Baker, who's Deputy Chairman of the Covid Recovery Group of Tory MPs, wants all curbs on pubs, restaurants and clubs scrapped in May. The pressure has been strong, but Boris Johnson isn't budging. There will be no quick lifting of pandemic restrictions. Our political editor, Joe Murphy, is covering the story, and he's with me now. Joe, Boris Johnson's really standing firm on this one.
1: He's come out with a phrase today that really says he is digging his heels in. That phrase is cautious and irreversible. Matt Hancock, similar word. He used the word sustainable, but they both mean the same thing. It means we're not going to unlock now, only to have to lock down again later. Whatever we do, will be so slow and cautious and timid that it'll take longer than some of his MPs want.
2: But the vaccination programme has been a success and that was supposed to unlock Britain. So where is this caution coming from?
1: Well the caution is coming partly because of what happened when they started to unlock down in November and then suddenly the Kent variation of the, vac- of the virus came along and just knocked everybody off the table. It- Totally derailed the unlockdown then. And of course, it led to a new lockdown and around 40,000 more deaths than were being projected at the time. That is now what they seem to be worried about. There's been a, a, an interesting new bit of language entering into both Boris Johnson and Matt Hancock this morning. They've both talked about keeping cases low to reduce the risk of new mutations of the virus emerging. And This, I think, is a profound difference between the Prime Minister and the Covid recovery group of Tory MPs, for example, because if you say we want to keep cases low because that reduces the risk of a new mutation, that really means that lockdown is going to be lasting for longer, or at least some restrictions lasting for longer. The other argument, which the CRG advances, is that once all the over 50s and vulnerable people, about uh, 32 million people in total, have been vaccinated, which is due by the end of April. After that, that should cut the number of deaths and hospitalizations immensely. And then they think, well, the, vac- the, the virus can be left to rip upwards a bit because there won't be so many casualties, and people can kind of, you know, choose their own level of risk. If you don't want to risk getting the disease, don't go to the pub. But if you don't care, go to the pub, enjoy yourself, go on holiday. The problem with that approach, according to the government, is that if you let the numbers rip of cases, then that one individual whose body harbours a new mutation which then comes out and might be dangerous and might overcome the vaccination, then that could cause a new wave and a new lockdown. So between those two approaches, there's an enormous gap. And that, I think, is where the big fighting is going to be over the next few weeks.
2: That all leads to, though, this idea of a COVID passport, something that people can show to a place like a pub to prove that they've had the vaccination. That's not something Boris Johnson's very keen on,
1: though, is it? He doesn't seem keen, although I suspect he'd quite like the idea. Um, And in fact, if you remember, Matt Hancock once said that the film Contagion had guided part of his policy. If you watch Contagion, you'll see that people who have had the disease and survived it or who have had the vaccine get to wear little wristbands to let them into the shopping centres that everybody else is banned from. That emphatically is not going to happen here. The government is quite clear. When lockdown happens, it'll happen for everybody, whether they've been vaccinated or not. And this has been aired by both Hancock and Johnson today. No passport to go to the pub and no passport to access domestic services either. Having said that, although that precludes a government law saying that the passport will give you more freedom, it doesn't preclude transportation companies or theatres or any other venues imposing their own rule that yes under the law the public can go to the venue but we're going to choose to say show us your vaccination certificate and then we'll let you in that could in theory happen there's one big practical reason against it for the average pub or club which is they rely on young people to pull the pints behind the bar And young people are going to be the last to get vaccinated. No young people, no pint.
2: And this is why the government's not being drawn on any firm dates for the lifting of lockdown. They have said they're going to reveal the roadmap on Monday but the only date i can think of that's actually been hanging around for a while is this one of March 8th for when the schools will reopen is that still the plan
1: yes government sources are clear this morning that March the 8th is still the red letter day for schools it is the hope of government that both primary schools and secondaries will go back altogether on March the 8th but they caution that is not written in stone and nothing will be written in stone in this unlock procedure. The roadmap will say, well, we'd hope to have things going by this time or such and such a date, but it could slip. Everything is open to slippage if case numbers rise or if some other trouble like a mutation emerges. And that's going to be the case for schools. The other thing that could happen on March the 8th is people sit on park benches with a friend to have a cup of tea and for households to go on picnics together in the open air once the weather warms up, presumably.
2: And you can read more from Joe and our comprehensive coronavirus coverage in the newspaper or online at standard.co.uk. Let's do the ads now. Hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss our up-to-date news, analysis, interviews and features every day at 4pm.
1: wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
2: You've probably seen that black and white photo of Meghan and Harry announcing their pregnancy news, but there might be some tiny details you missed. The first is the Duchess is wearing a bespoke Caroline Herrera dress that was actually made for her during her pregnancy with Archie and never seen in public before. It's a subtle hat tip to the boy about to become a big brother. The second is the release date itself. Valentine's Day isn't just symbolic for its symmetry with love. 37 years ago, February the 14th, was the day Princess Diana announced she was pregnant with Harry. So the Duchess of Sussex is expecting, but what kind of life can the baby itself expect to have? Our features writer Kitty Strick's been looking at that question and joins me now. Kitty, it's not going to be a normal life, is it?
0: It's not even normal for a royal, no. I mean,. Everything really has been different already, even just from the announcement, which is a real break from tradition, the royal tradition of formal photographs, for these sort of announcements. Um, Harry and Meghan are obviously looking very relaxed, lying under a tree. Harry's barefooted, which signals their new laid back L.A. lifestyle that they're hopefully enjoying or they have been for the last year. Um, And then obviously the baby itself, when when he or she is born, it will be the first of the Queen's great grandchildren to be born overseas and the first to hold dual citizenship. So um, that will certainly be an interesting step change from from royal tradition. Archie's already said to be speaking with a North American twang, which is obviously very different for the royal family. Um, And it's also unclear when he or she will meet the Queen, you know, the practical thing of of living overseas in in America. Um, Harry is due to be visiting the UK this summer, I believe, but Meghan apparently is unlikely to join for practical and personal reasons, it's been said. So we don't know if this will mean whether Archie and and the new baby will stay put too. We assume that might mean that that it will potentially be a very long time before um, the Queen meets the new baby
2: and it's all taking place in la where nothing's normal anyway katie do you think that megan's gonna have a little pregnancy posse around her will she have a celebrity doula like so many uh, stars like her have had
0: yes well it depends what she decides to do last time i know she considered a home birth and then relatively last minute decided to go um, down the hospital route so if she did go down the hospital route this time it wouldn't be london's portland hospital but um, People, insiders are saying that LA's Cedars-Sinai Hospital is the most likely um, route that she'd go down. So Beyonce, Gwyneth Paltrow, Victoria Beckham, they've all given birth there. And it's known for its secret underground tunnels and car parks to help celebrities, you know, sneak in and out um, without the paparazzi getting to them first um, it's certainly not cheap maternity suites cost upwards of two thousand pounds a night i believe um, some of them if you pay two thousand eight hundred they come with a personal doula um, they come with welcome packs with nappies and wine supposedly according to reports and um salon services such as haircuts manicures pedicures the option of having your placenta turned into a smoothie which i know is a very la thing to do um, one quote I particularly liked from a former patient who gave birth there um, said she asked for a natural birth, and um, to them, giving birth in LA a natural birth means giving birth without your makeup on. <laughs> so pain relief is just assumed.
2: Is there anything we we actually know about what will happen after the birth? Because I'm thinking about Archie and his godparents. We don't. It's never been officially confirmed who they are, has it?
0: It hasn't been confirmed. We um, reports suggest that. Tiggy, Harry's former nanny and um, a couple of Harry's friends um, you know back in the UK are among Archie's godparents Um, but this time obviously it's quite different you know Archie began life in the UK whereas baby number two is expected to be born and raised in America Um, so we know that the Sussexes have a close inner circle already in LA so Oprah Winfrey lives just down the road imagine if Oprah was one of the godparents Um, Serena Williams and Elton John both live close by as well and have reportedly helped the Sussexes to settle into their new home um, so they could be candidates Um, and then one one candidate high, high up on the list is Meghan's school friend the actress Catherine McPhee Um, Her husband, David Foster, is known as the kind of surrogate father to Harry. So they've both got close connections and she's actually heavily pregnant herself. So baby Sussex will have a local playmate from from the get-go.
2: One other thing, born and raised in America, this child could be, if not a royal like his mum and dad, president of the United States.
0: That's a pretty crazy thought, isn't it? To think that, I know, 10th in line to the British royal throne and president of the united states but i guess if the last year has taught us anything it's to um expect the unexpected and that anything can happen so you never know
2: and that's the leader join us every day at 4 p.m